All right. Well, I guess this is technically a gas money mentions again. Having uh, Jackson Evans back on, we've already had him. That was a while ago. That was probably what a almost a year year ago exactly. Almost a year now. Um, And I mean to start it off, if you want to give a little bit of context on where you were at, so Jackson obviously like was going to go down to Florida, and he ended up doing that. Bought a pool company, and then yep. So I uh, like about mid January last year. Um, it was probably like the last time I I got on here and talked a little bit, and I just bought a uh, pool business down there, a pool cleaning business, um, from my uncle. Purchased about like forty accounts or so, with the intention of you know growing it, building it up, you know doing getting quite a few clients and everything like that. Um, so I've been running that pretty much day to day for the last year, and I actually just sold it here probably about like a couple days before Christmas. So now I'm back in Michigan, and mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of where I'm at right now. Explain that process though like during it so you went down there and then we talked to you like right when you after i think it was after your first or second week yep. of you like taking over yeah um i mean explain that process from the beginning like a lot we've never like bought a business or anything yeah. like that and then obviously you had never until right. that point so like the the process of getting in there like taking over those clients i mean they didn't know who you were and then you you know basically not necessarily forcing that upon them, but trying to get yourself in there as quick as possible so that they would like they would be fine with you and they right. could see your work ethic. Right. So like, what's what's that process like? So uh, it was definitely kind of a uh, like a little bit of a struggle at the beginning, you know, with anything that's you know worthwhile. But you know, when I first got in there, the the kind of the nice part was is I feel like my uncle did kind of a good job with the transition. You know, I worked with him for like two or three weeks basically after I'd already purchased the company as kind of like a training period essentially and got to meet a lot of the clients and stuff like that, um, you know, when, when they were there. The only thing that was kind of, you know, line that's weird with the timing and everything like that was there's, you know, quite a people that quite a people that were out of town and everything like that, just being, you know, in Florida, a lot of people aren't home some of the time and stuff. So but basically, you know, it was like it was kind of, you know, weird how it worked out though, but it was like, you know, I was working with him for two or three weeks when uh, when when I had talked on the podcast. And then it was like, all of a sudden, I'm like on my own. And it was like kind of surreal a little bit. It was like, holy crap, like I've got all these clients. I barely know what I'm doing. And now I got to clean all these pools every week and just be consistent with it. So it was definitely like a, like kind of like an oh shit moment. Like this is crazy. Like it's real. Yeah. Like, like this is actually, it. like this is, I have to do this. Like I just, you know, bought all these clients and this company. I've got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So pretty much like I right at the beginning, it was just like, like immediately, like, doing as much research I've, I've been researching and stuff like that but doing as much research you know trying to be like super super customer uh customer service oriented like just trying to like go above and beyond and like really present myself well because that's like you know and then especially like i i got a pretty good you know feeling when i sold the company and stuff like that on you know on a, on a lot of stuff but the main thing for me was you know how i presented myself to the client and everything like that so, you know, if you come in and you're just doing a sloppy job and you're swearing in front of a client and you just don't, you don't look like you're supposed to be there, like those people are, they, they key on, on that stuff pretty easily and like, okay, well, I don't know if I really want this guy to be, you know, servicing my pool at my house every single week and all that stuff. You really want to kind of build and establish that trust with them from right off the bat. Otherwise, it's hard for you to kind of earn it back a little bit. So like as soon as I took over, I was trying to be, you know, super consistent with it. And, you know, my uncle did Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for the route. 
I wanted to keep it the same way. I wanted to keep everything the same that way because they, they're kind of were creatures of habit. So, you know, I didn't want to, you know, if my uncle did it on Tuesday at noon, I didn't want to come in on Friday at one or, you know, eight o'clock in the morning. They're like, oh, well, the lawn guy comes then. The way the route was laid out was there was it was done that like that way for a reason. Mm-hmm. So I kind of wanted to, you know, do everything the same way. You know, not jack up prices at all, you know, right at the beginning. Just do a good job, show them that I'm actually, you know, here for, you know, a while and, and I'm going to be consistent and super reliable in that aspect. So that was one of the first things that I kind of, you know, really wanted to pay attention to and be be diligent about, mm-hmm. um, you know. So after I kind of built that trust with the clients and stuff like that, it was really, you know, pretty smooth sailing from then on. You know, after, you know, probably two or three months of doing the pools and everything like that, they, you know, they were super cool with me and they're, you know, like there's a lot of them were really, I was ended up being pretty close with and, you know, just really giving them like an above average service. Like, you know, a lot of them are older, retired and everything. And like, you know, let's say he, you know, they're moving some, moving a piece of the patio furniture out or something like that. I just, you know, be like, Oh, do you want to help, help with that? And 99% of the time they say no, but just, you know, offering that little extra, you know, extra and above they were like, oh my gosh, like, you know, a young person that's, you know, willing to help me out and not trying to take advantage of me. And he's super, you know, consistent with it. I think they really definitely kind of keyed in on that and really liked to, to see that and stuff. Exactly. And at the time, you probably didn't realize it, but a lot of it was that kind of sales aspect of it where um, not only did you have to sell a new kind of pool business, even though it was the same business, more importantly, you had to sell yourself because all of the clients were so used to having the same guy come. They knew what he did. They knew he was reliable. And then there's a very new face and also a very young face. And a lot of times clients really underestimate younger people, especially when it comes to running a business or doing the things that you were doing. Um, So I guess just to kind of build upon it more, how did you really train yourself to like get into that relationship building aspect of it? Did you have experience with that prior to when you started the pool business or was that something you kind of had to learn as you went? Uh, I think it was a little bit of both, but I mean, you really did, you know, hit it, hit the nail on the head right there when you kind of said like you're selling yourself. Like that's one thing I really learned like extremely quickly from doing it is like, like there was probably a lot better people that knew, you know, know a lot more about water chemistry and a lot more about, you know, the equipment, and all that stuff, especially when I first started. Cause I, when I started, I basically knew like the bare minimum mm-hmm. and, uh, and it was more so just, you know, selling yourself basically like, you know, they could have, there's a lot of other companies that would have, you know, you know, people that would show up every once in a while, they would, they would come on different days of the week or they would show up and they'd be, you know, you know, smoking a cigarette or, or smoking weed in their people's backyard. They don't, they don't like that at all. They, and the clients, they, they will not tolerate that at all. So it definitely was like a selling yourself moment. And I, I don't know, it was not really necessarily prior experience. You know, I did a little bit, you know, work with gas money and stuff and got a chance to talk with some clients and everything like that. So I think that definitely helped in a way just because I had some, you know, at least a little bit of interaction with some clients beforehand but I think a lot of it was kind of, you know, just learning, you know, each client is totally different from the next one. I mean, like one client, they might, you know, they're, they're super into politics. The next client's super into something else. And it's like you kind of learn, you know, like just little things that they, they, they say and you kind of pick up on that and build off that. You know, one let's say one person likes, you know, one football team and you just say, oh, yeah, what do you think about this? And like just kind of pick up on like these little hints and stuff like that here and there and build off of that and then you just you just keep running with it pretty much but i think that was definitely a huge thing is is just selling yourself and 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 making sure and like you said 
a lot of people, you know, they look at like a younger person. I and I think I've experienced this 100% firsthand. I mean, like most of the people that are doing pool companies down there, they're like double, if not triple my age. I mean, they're typically in their, you know, 40s, 50s, sometimes even 60s. So it was like, you know, well, well, you know, why wouldn't I just go with somebody else that's been doing it for a long time, you know? And I just kind of just really like hit them, you know, like I'm really young, I'm willing to learn, I'm doing a lot of like continuing education, trying to do the best job I can, be super reliable, on time, all that kind of stuff, and and that's kind of how I presented myself. Exactly, and I mean. Going well, we talk a lot about like the communication skills aspect of like how much you can learn from having that direct contact yeah. with clients. And I mean, you have to learn like on the fly because at, at young ages, like we are, I mean, when you went down there, you were 22 yeah. or yeah, tw- 20, yeah, yeah 21 actually. When yeah, I went down there. Yep. so I mean, yeah, I mean, early tw- even in your 20s at all, like that's that's young. You don't, a lot of people they're they're going through school and they're not getting like client or or on on the job experience like with actual customers or anything like that they're they're just you know talking to their professors or reading a book you right. know what i'm saying or or taking an exam and there's nothing wrong with that like some people learn that way but i think everyone can learn by being thrown outside their comfort oh, zone 100% in others you know certain situations like you said every single conversation is a different situation you're going to have certain things that you know you talk about certain people and like they they fit into this category of you know, client or uh, the demographic that you can bring up certain things and it's a good uh, sparking to a conversation yep. for these certain types of people, but you're going to get thrown off all the time and yep. you have to figure out a way to either reroute the conversation or um, not necessarily talk your way out of certain things, but talk your way into a better situation. Right, right. Um, and I think that's, that's huge, but I mean, kind of pivoting a little bit, I know you talked a lot to me and you would call me all the time, which was awesome. But you talked a lot at the beginning about the networking that you were doing yeah. and you were getting into like the different organizations, I guess yep, you could yep, call yep. them. Um, and I think that played probably a huge role into right. your mindset and like helping you learn a lot about oh, the industry. 100%. And I guess talk about that because we've, we've been talking a, a lot about networking and I think yeah. that was our last podcast. Yeah. Too. So it definitely played, you know, uh, that was one of the big things because I, I was basically going to a compl- like halfway, you know, across the United States to go buy a business an area that I'd really never, you know, lived in or anything like that. I'd visited a couple times on vacation, um, you know, but I was living there. I was fully engulfed in that culture and didn't really know anybody. Like it was like starting from scratch essentially. So I kind of wanted to, you know, meet some new people and, and kind of learn more about the industry and everything. So there was a couple different, you know, organizations and, and basically pool guys that I kind of met along the way, just like, you know, run into the pool store and, you know, you're filling up your chlorine and be like, oh, you know, like, you know, just kind of BS with them a little bit and, and uh, just get to, oh, you know, I'm part of this organization. Okay, what's it called? You know, and a couple of people were mentioned the same organization called IPSA. And that was one of the big things like, oh, we have a local chapter. We meet at a restaurant, you know, every Tuesday at, you know, 630 or whatever it was. And I was like, okay, yeah, I might be uh, interested in, you know, joining that. So I called up and, uh, you know, didn't hear anything back. I called the organization, didn't hear anything back, left a voicemail. And then like a couple of days go by. And I got a call back, and, and I talked to the lady on the phone, um, which was actually one of the, the uh, president of the chapter. It was his wife that I had talked to on the phone, but I probably talked to her for like, you know, 35, 40 minutes just about everything. And she was like, oh, you know, I think it'd be awesome for you to join. And like, you know, get, there's a, like a bunch of different benefits and stuff and all that stuff. So I was like, okay, yeah, so I'll give it a shot. And she was like, you know, you don't have to sign up, but at least come to one of the meetings and see what we're kind of all about. So I went, went down to one of the meetings with myself and, 
you know, I just started networking and they were all like, you know, they thought it was kind of cool because they're all, you know, mostly like in their 40s and 50s. Um, and they've been in the industry for, you know, 20 years or whatever. And there wasn't like, there really, really wasn't any younger people there. And they're all, you know, oh the Michigan guy, the Michigan guy. And, uh, so I got to really establish a lot of relationships there. And that really helped me a lot because like starting from, from scratch, essentially, like some of the questions I was asking at that meeting and stuff like that, my first meeting, like, it seems like super simple knowledge to me now. But when I first started, I was like, I don't, I don't know this. Like, I'm like trying to soak up as much information as I can from these people. Cause they've been, you know, there's a group full of 20 people that have been in the industry for combined, who knows how many years, I mean, forever, basically. And, uh, so, you know, all the different equipment and stuff like that, if I had something, they're super helpful. If I had equipment, uh, a question about equipment, they'd be like, Oh, this is what you do. And then I got to talk to some different representatives for like, you know, products and, um, some of the big names, in the industry, like Hayward and stuff like that, a couple different representatives and, you know, like the new technology that's coming out, you know, where the industry's kind of going. I got some, you know, insurance benefits, all this different kind of like, you know, the perks and stuff like that. And it was just a great way to, for me to be able to kind of establish that connection um, with some of the clients. And then another guy that was, uh, I, I was working with, he was like, you know, I've got, you know, X many pools. I, you know, I, I kind of getting a little bit out of hand if you want to sub some out. And I was like, yeah. So he subbed out, you know, like, you know, 15 or 20 pools for me for like basically most of the time I was down there and it was, you know, good rates where I was, he was able to make money. I was able to make money, all that kind of stuff. And without that, I mean, a lot of that stuff, I don't know if I'd have been able to really, you know, stay down there as long as I did and be, be able to be successful as I was down there, to be honest. Exactly. And that seems like one of those industries where the community is just really supportive, especially for new people coming in, because I know, especially in Florida, there's not very much of a shortage of pools. I don't know how it was in your area, but it seems like everybody down there has got a pool. So that's really cool. Cause I mean, especially with you knowing nobody when you came down there and really not having any mentors or anything in the pool industry other than your uncle. Um, it was super awesome how you kind of went out and talked to people. And that's kind of what Austin and I did with Gas Money, too, because, I mean, when we started out, we knew nothing about business. So we also reached out to people, um, like his aunt was in business. She helped us start the LLC, and we talked to a couple other people within the industry, and it just helped so much more than trying to figure it out on your own. So I think that's a really good step that you took. And um, that kind of leads to another thing, too, in terms of kind of balancing your schedule. Um, I mean, when you move down there, before you moved down there, you were working at a pizza place, correct? So are you used to having that, that schedule established for you, basically like the boss controls the schedule. Um, when you started the pool business or when you bought the pool business, did you kind of stick with that same schedule that um, the previous owner had had just to make it easier? Or did you experiment at all with making your own schedule? How did that kind of work? So for the most part, I tried to keep everything the same just because the way the route was designed was kind of, you know, the, my uncle had the business for like seven, seven or eight years, essentially. And the guy before that had, you know, basically the same, most of the same accounts. And he had it kind of optimized for like, you know, the lawn service, because you don't want to be doing the pool on, you know, Tuesday at, at noon, if the lawn guys come at, you know, Tuesday at three o'clock, they're just gonna, it's just gonna be a mess, they're gonna blow all that stuff in there. So it was kind of optimized. And it made sense to me, you know, why the route was like that. So I just kind of tried to keep it the same, especially for the clients and everything like that, just to kind of, you know, just not really change everything up drastically. I did one thing that I did do was my uncle wouldn't really start the route till like 10 o'clock or so, depending on the day. And what I try to do is I'd like to start really early. Like, and it was nice because the summertime down there, it gets super, super hot. I mean, it is like 
brutally hot in the summertime there. You know that, Rob. And uh, so basically, oh, yeah. I would uh, I'd basically get up at like six or whatever, and then go to the pool store when they open at six thirty. And then it was just like the perfect time in the summer where I'd get to the first pool at you know six forty five seven. And and the way I kind of had the the route laid out was like it would be something that wasn't you know wasn't home or something like that. That way it wasn't like I was banging around and waking them up and stuff. You starting equipment in their backyard when they're trying to sleep, you know. So I kind of worked around it a little bit to where like the first couple you know until like nine o'clock or whatever were people that i wasn't going to disturb and wake up or anything so that was kind of the one of the nice perks and, and along with that is instead of getting done at you know five thirty, six o'clock or whatever doing the pools we start at 10 i was able to get done you know at two thirty, two o'clock three o'clock sometimes depending on the day and that was nice because it, when it's that hot out you don't want to be outside all day long it just mm-hmm. you got you, it was cooler in the mornings you could get be way more efficient with it and stuff like that so it was nice to not have to go oh you know i'm going to work from nine to five or ten to six or whatever whatever the timing was it was nice to be able to kind of change my change the route a little up a little bit to where i could you know still keep the same day and everything but be able to kind of optimize it for my, my own schedule a little bit and how did you manage that route? Did you use a uh, software for it or have a spreadsheet? I mean, the uh, this this pool software it's called Skimmer, and basically what it does is, you know, you can add. There's a lot. There's a lot more that I didn't get into about this the software that I didn't even implement. But basically, is you know, you can input all your your clients' names, gate codes, dogs' names. Pretty much, that's like a giant like mega database for all your pool clients and everything like that. And it's specifically designed for that. And so I'd have like, you know, the, the days of the week. So I'd have like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and I'd have, you know, the first pool and then like the next 20 pools underneath that, you know, and it put in like every week I'd put in the chemical levels, what the readings were, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then at the very end, I'd include like a little picture you could put on there. And then it would directly after you click finish, it would directly email that service report to the, to the, uh, to the customer. So that, that like that, honestly, like it paid for itself immediately essentially because you know let's say it was 50 cents a customer or whatever i picked up so many referrals and stuff like that because most of the other pool companies they're not doing that and that's the thing is a lot of people aren't down there it's their second or third home and they're not there i mean they're, they don't know if anybody's coming for you know like i've heard so many horror stories where oh my old pool guy was coming and uh i i left for this uh you know left for the summer and i come back down here and he hadn't came in two three months and the pool is a swamp so this was actually like kind of solidifying and showing the client that I'm there consistently every week and just kind of building that trust and showing them like I'm willing to go above and beyond these other companies that aren't, aren't doing anything like that. And some other companies would leave like a little note card, but that note card, you know, with the chemical levels isn't going to do anything if they're not there for, you know, for months on a time to come check it. So it was nice for them to be able to, you know, use that communication portal through email and everything to be able to really see that I was doing a good job. Yeah, and it adds the the credibility to your oh, business yeah. and yeah. to you as a young person because right. you start with almost negative credibility yeah, because yep, yep. you know everybody looks down at at people like that. But I mean, also like that shows too, like like how how much technology is really impacting any business, right. no matter what it is, and it's it's getting on that wave and and it helped you obviously, and then it's going to help your business and your clients yep. and everything. So it's like that's like with us too, you know. People might have thought it was crazy five, maybe even 10 years ago about like 
any service being a part of technology, you know, being like, like navigated through technology. Yeah. But that, like, it sounds super cool. Like, even dog names, like, that helps you. Yeah, I know, you. I know, 100%. And that was one of the things that was, like, especially right at the beginning was another thing that was implemented on there was you could, you know, input the address and everything. So, like, I didn't know my way around the area at all. And it was such a, it was such a pain and a hassle to, like, have to look up on, like, a piece of paper and, you know, like, type it into my phone. It was just, like, there's got to be a simpler way. And with the, uh, you know, with the Skimmer app and everything, I was able to basically, like, after I'd finished the account it would pull up the next address automatically. I could just click on it and it would take me to the, just input it right in my Google maps and mm-hmm. take me to the next thing. And that way I wasn't having to, you know, get on my phone and look at the notepad and, and kind of decipher and then make sure, you know, I'm typing the right address. It would just automatically drop me down to the next house. I'd have to click one button and then it would basically just take me to the next house. So it was just, it, it made it so much more efficient and simpler. I mean, the first couple of weeks when I didn't know where I was going I, and I hadn't had the software yet, I mean, it was taking me honestly, like, and it all adds up, you know, you're doing 20 houses a day, an extra five minutes. I mean, that's, you know, over, that's like an hour and a half of time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it does add up, you know, just those little small things that you don't think, oh, you know, it only saves me five minutes. Well, if you're doing it 20 times a day, that's, you know, that's, that's an hour and a half of time pretty much. So. And that small, that small cost too, that's an investment into your business. And it, like you said, it paid itself back. It sounds like in full. Yeah. That was almost like a perfect skimmer ad that you just gave. It it really is super beneficial though. I I really did enjoy using it. Yeah. And I kind of want to go back to like what you said too about starting from scratch and that this was a little while ago, but like people think, and I don't know if you, you want to bring up examples of this, but like people look at, you know, like what you did you're going to go down there and you're going to buy a business that's already, you know, somewhat established, yeah. but you're, you're still starting from scratch. And I don't know if you have any examples of people like that thought, Oh, he's going down there. He's going to put up this money up front and then you're going to just do well right away. Yeah. I mean, did you, what, what are your thoughts on that? Because obviously it's, it's not like that. No. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's definitely like, there's, you know, there's some people that are saying, you know, you should have just built it up from scratch. I like kind of going the route with, you know, just kind of just building off of what I had. I wanted to have at least that the number of pools I bought was just a baseline to where I was like, okay, if I can keep this many pools, I can survive it till I learn how to make it through pretty much. Like it was enough money to where I was like, okay, if I put up this much money, it's giving me this much, you know, in return each month, I can make it work with that much money until I can kind of figure it out and then start building off that. And then after, you know, it was, it wasn't like the first couple months I was like, kind of like, you know, like this is, this is definitely like, you know, a little bit, it's pretty scary to be honest. You're kind of getting thrown to the wolves a little bit, but that's just how you grow. I mean, really, I really don't think if I would have been, you know, if I would have just started a small little thing from here, like let's say I was living down in Florida my whole life and I, and I just started something from small. I don't think I would have learned nearly as much because this buying the business halfway across the country, it forced me to learn so many different things, the communication, the, you know, having to network, having to, you know, do the invoicing, keeping track of everything like that. It, it really forced me to, you're really thrown to the wolves and you have to grow. It's like you either can figure it out or you're just going to fail and you're going to have to come back to Michigan and, you know, it just is what it is. You're out all that money. So I really think that it was nice to be able to, you know, kind of go down there with, an, you know, enough baseline monthly income to be able to survive it through until I could actually figure out, you know, how to, how to actually grow it and make it more successful than it was. Yeah. And I think another thing too, like really starting from scratch was your business knowledge. Yeah. And not necessarily like how to conduct business, but the operations, right. the, the, the behind the scenes stuff. Yep. 
And I know, like, we talked a lot about, like, okay, you know, we gave you the, the QuickBooks knowledge yep. and, you know, the, the smart line with, like, the, the phone number and all that. And, um, I mean, just having those conversations, like, Google can only go so far because it, it gives you so much that, yeah. like, you just, a lot of people, they get, uh, you know, intimidated and they're like, where do I even start? Which, right. wh- what do I choose? You know, there's so many options. So, like, I guess explain the process of you figuring out, um, like what Rob was saying with like your schedule, figuring out when you did invoices, when you, uh, you know, when, when, or when you cash your checks or like when you do the accounting, like, like that probably, that took a little while from my perspective. It took a little while and I bet it did because you, like you said, you were thrown to the wolves, you had the accounts. So you had to really like double down on that, right. learn as much as you can, but then also like you got to have the behind the scenes operations. Yep. So that was kind of like one of the things that right at the beginning I was like full panic mode because it was like, I think yeah. So my uncle sent you know done the billing for I think February, and then it was like okay, so starting March I'm sending out billing, so it, it's solely my responsibility. I'd never send out you know send out an invoice or anything like that before, so it was like full on like, okay, I got to get my EIN number to get my bank account, my business bank account. And then I had to get the business bank account linked to, you know, linked to my, my QuickBooks and everything like that. That way I could, you know, be able to accept and send out invoices and then accept money and all that kind of stuff and keep track of everything. So that was like one thing. It was like, you better learn quick. And it is super like intimidating and scary at first because you're like, like there's so many different buttons you can click on on QuickBooks. I mean, it, it's, it's simplified software, but from just looking at it from like from from having no knowledge or you're like oh my gosh like how am i gonna figure this out but once you kind of like you know i the first invoicing i sent out i was like okay you know it was okay you know some of the customers like why did you do it this way and i'm like okay well maybe i can you know manipulate it a little bit differently to where it looks less confusing for the client and stuff like that so like it took a little bit of trial and error to be able to figure out you know what made it because some of the clients are older and you know they all use quickbooks pretty much um, for their online payments and stuff, but they still get confused relatively easily about something. So I tried to make it as simple and, you know, as easy as possible for them to be able to not get confused and think, oh, I paid that or, you know, you sent, that's the wrong price or anything like that. I just wanted to really make it as simple as possible, break it down, and then be able to also, you know, input like, you know, all my records of how my expenses and what I'm spending money on and trying to keep track of all, you know, all that kind of stuff as well. And that was still a little bit of a learning curve, obviously, to, you know, the one thing I will say that I, I kind of wish I'd done from the beginning is is be, you know, more consistent, like, with it. Like, you know, I'd send out, like, if you're going to send out billing, uh, you know, every month, at, you send out, if you're going to send out on the first of the month, one month, don't send it on the 15th the next month. Just kind of stick within, like, a try and do a one or two day window of when you're sending it out because then it, then it leaves room for, like, you know, oh, I thought I paid that or something like that. And that was one of the things that I really think I would have, you know, benefited from from the beginning is just staying super consistent with it and maybe trying to automate it as best I can to where it's like basically, you know, you have the same client that's doing the same price every single month. Try and automate it to where you don't have to go manually in and copy and paste and manipulate the invoice to where it just makes it that much easier for you. That was one thing that I, one takeaway that I wish I would have kind of, you know, done better with is, is yeah. super, you know, 
on track with the invoicing to where if it gets sent out on the first of the month, it gets sent on the first. If it gets sent out on the 15th, it gets sent out that same time every single month. That way, mm-hmm. it just there's no confusion with it. Exactly. And it's, it's really cool because there's a lot of similarities between you and us because we also pretty much just jump right into gas money. And I kind of like to think of it almost as like a pool. Um, and it's funny because we're talking about pools in this podcast. But when you get in a pool, you can either jump in, whether it's a dive or a cannonball, or you can walk in slowly. And a lot of times it's better, like in our instance, to just jump right in and that trains you more and more about just kind of what you're going to need to do in a business, relating it to business, obviously. Um, And sometimes when you walk in slow, you're going to miss opportunities to do things. And if you would have walked into it slow and um, tried to maybe lessen the route a little bit or um, take some clients off the list because you thought it would be too much, you wouldn't have been able to learn as fast as you did. And the second part of that is consistency and trying to make another pool reference. Um, If you jump in a cold pool one time and you don't do it again, then the next time you jump in a cold pool, it's going to be bad for you. But if you jump in that cold pool every single day, you're going to train your body to get used to that. And it seems like that's what you've been doing with your clients and with your business and with your scheduling and just kind of relating to those consistencies that you created within your business. Did those translate to your personal life at all? Did you see yourself developing better habits and um, staying more on top of things? Or did you kind of separate that as your business thing and then relax in your personal life? How was that kind of that relationship? That's actually a really, really good question. And I... It has 100% translated to my personal life, like, way more than I could imagine because I, I'm i not, like, the neatest, most organized person at all. But, like, you, like even, like, my family will even tell you from being gone for a, for a year and coming back, like, they're like, what happened to you down there? Because I'm, like, way, way more organized than I've ever been, you know. Like, I, like, literally, like, my my rooms like completely organized as soon as i got back i was like okay i gotta organize this thing throwing out all the the stuff that's been sitting in there for years like just going decluttering just trying to you know get get a super super organized and my mom's like what are you like what what happened i'm like nothing i just i i feel like i've almost like just picked up like the tendencies and habits of you know me being down there because it was like especially living on my you know living like on my own essentially down there it was like there's your mom's not going to do your laundry for you. Nobody's doing that stuff for you. And with the business as well, it's like no one's doing it for you. Like if you want to send out an invoice, that's going to be you. There's nobody else that you can say, hey, can you do this for me? It's it's 100% self-reliance. And that was one of the things that I really, like nobody's going grocery shopping for you. So that was like a lot of the stuff that I really truly implemented in the last year into my own life. Like it started off at the beginning. I went down there and my uncle was like, dude, like you got to clean your room a little bit more. I'm like, yeah, I know my room is a mess. And then after like, you know, like two, three months, I'm like, okay, like started to do the invoicing, started being more consistent. And then, you know, with the clients and everything showing up at the same time and just getting in that routine and everything, it 100% translated because after that it was like, okay, I keep my room all picked up. You know, this stuff goes there, this stuff goes there. You know, just really trying to be like super organized and everything like that. It's, it's definitely translated in my own personal life for sure. Exactly. And then to build off of that, um, relating it to talking to people and communicating with people, did you also see a transfer in that aspect after talking with clients and everything? Like um, now you're on our podcast. I know you're on, uh, I think it was it was at least a half a year ago, maybe, maybe a little less than that, but you came on the podcast a couple months ago, um, talked about your life and it seems like now um, you're like a little more well-spoken and like, has that translated also just with communicating with people and everything? Oh, 100%. It's, it's actually crazy. Like, you know, when you're put in, like, you have to learn how to deal with so many different situations. Like, I mean, because, like, you know, 
looking forward, I started off with like 40 clients essentially. By the end, by when, when I sold it, I sold like 68 accounts. So I mean, I picked up a lot new, a lot of new customers and clients and stuff. So I mean, I was talking to all different, all different aspects of life, you know. And you really get to learn like how to talk to each different person and what they, you know, each generation too. Like there's some people that are down there that are like a few years older than me, and you're gonna talk to them completely different than somebody that's 80 years old that's like you know super old school. And you really learn how to pick up on, you know, what they want to hear, what they don't want to hear. And, and just learning, like, you know, their, their, their facial expressions and, and how they kind of go about themselves. And just like those non-social cues and stuff, that's one of the things that I picked up a lot, a lot on. You know, like right at the beginning when I'd say something that, to a client and they didn't like it. And you, they wouldn't say, like, they didn't like it, but you could tell, like, they were, like, off put by, like, I, I don't know if I really want to, like, go through with that. And then you can kind of, you know, change a subject or, you know, word it a little differently, even though it's the same thing. But now they're like, oh, yeah, like, that's a great idea. But it's just, you know, manipulating the words in a way to where, you know, they can understand it easily. They don't get confused. Just that, that's the communication in whole has definitely been a drastic improvement just from because I've, I've been doing it for, you know, all year. Pretty much every day I've been talking to somebody new or talking to, you know, new clients or, or you know, referrals and stuff like that, making sure to call people back. You really get to, you know, get a good balance of communication and everything. So it's that was definitely a big learning learning part for me. Yeah, for sure. And I think that we can obviously say the same. I mean, we've been doing it now. It's kind of crazy. I think ever since like high school with the small lawn care thing, it's been like almost five years. Oh. So it's like now looking back, it's like, holy shit, you know, but that's also like with this thing, like doing the podcast, even like when we first did it, I mean, we were nervous. We like were literally thinking three times before saying anything. So it just was choppy. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I feel like even from a young age, like when you talk to anybody that's not like, you know, the same age as you or a little bit older or even a little bit younger, like when you talk to people that are a lot older too, like that can really change your perspective on just like the psychology of people. And that's yeah. what I've really like, I never used to think that I was very observant. Like I always used to think like, you know, I'm just kind of going with the flow, you know, I'll figure it out. I'll kind of like word, you know, figure out how I should speak and everything. But it really does come down to like learning that person and then making them feel as comfortable as possible in the conversation. And then you being comfortable, yep. because if, if that first impression or if that, like, even like the third impression, just like starting that conversation and they can sense that you're just not comfortable and you like, don't know really what you're talking about. That is completely off putting like right away. And I think going back to that like psychology thing and the the human interaction, I mean, um, the social cues that like I heard something where it's like communication comes down to like 80 percent nonverbal social cues. And when you really think of that, like only, you know, a small percentage of actually what comes out of your mouth is being comprehended then that really does force you to be observant and you just are that much of a better communicator because if you can, you know, even like watch yourself, like don't, you know, react in certain right, ways right. to make them react in a certain yeah. way that's going to like, you know, coerce the conversation in the wrong way. So I think that that can be very beneficial from either doing certain things like this yep. or like you said, just completely getting out of your comfort zone. Yep. And one, one thing kind of along with that is I worked with another pool guy before, um, and and he did it the the wrong way about communicating with some of the clients, and it was just like I got to experience his errors, but 
I got to like see that and recognize that. Like he, the way he would kind of, you know, speak to the clients and all that stuff. I could like, he just didn't recognize that stuff. And I was like, that client is not, that's not what they want to like that, that, that was a terrible way of saying that. And you could tell that they were not responding well to it. And there was so many different ways to go about it. But by him saying, you know, making a big deal out of nothing, but just trying to, you know, BS with them. Oh, this is a big issue. You know, like, it's like, no, it's okay. It's fixable. But, you know, and, and kind of slow down and not be super, you know, just rambling stuff off to the client. They're like, what, what's going on? You know, like mm-hmm. this, what, it's something broken. My pool's broken. You know, let's quit this piece. It's like, no, it's okay. We can figure it out. We just got to get this part ordered. It's, it's okay. We'll get it all figured out. I'll be here next week to fix it. You know, not make it a big deal out of nothing just to kind of get, get a chance to communicate with them. And that was one thing that I picked up from the beginning is like how to, you know, present, present something to a client and not be super like rash and, and, and just, you know, kind of freak them out a little bit. Taking, really. Yeah. It's yeah. taking that drama right. out of it where it's, it's putting in the comfortability. Yeah. Like, yes, you know, it, it's not say, okay, there's a problem with the pool or there's a problem with the service or whatever. It's not saying, Oh my God, I can't believe that your pool's still working. Right. No, right. it's, you know, I did notice something and we can easily fix it and it's going to make everything better if we just order this part. Yeah. Like it's that right. small difference, yeah. and that, but and it's that, drastic. Oh, it's very, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, yeah. if someone's got like a small leak in a piece of equipment, you could be like, you know, oh my gosh, I'm so, like your pool, your pool's leaking everywhere. Like this is a big issue. And it's like, okay, yeah, you know, it's leaking a little bit in this here. When I noticed that when I was looking at the equipment, we can get this part ordered for you. It's not a big deal. Just, you know, it adds on freaking 10 cents to your water bill. We'll get it fixed next month. It'll be or next week. It'll be no issue. And they're like, "Oh, okay. Thank you so much for doing it. You know, th- thank you so much for keeping an eye on that stuff." Not, "Oh my gosh, why didn't you tell me beforehand?" And and just yeah. it just makes a big de- blowing of things way out of proportion if you just change that little bit of you know a little bit of how you present it. For exactly. Sure. And I think now going forward a little bit, so it's just crazy because I can even tell like you learned a lot and even just with the conversations we had like from the beginning then through the middle and then you know going towards now the part where I guess just explain what kind of clicked where you were like maybe this isn't you know what I want to do or maybe you know maybe this is a little repetitive or maybe maybe I want to do something else or I miss you know the lifestyle that I could have right um just going to where that kind of clicked and then you know, that, that whole explanation on your mindset with that. Yeah. So my mindset definitely like went through a lot of different like stages and progressions over the last year, you know, right at the beginning, I was like super, super eager to get down there. And I was like, like, you know, like full bore pretty much. And I kind of stuck with that. And then like, you know, once I just was doing it like the same thing, oh, it, it does get very repetitive, you know, seeing the same people, the same pools, same day, same day. It's just like, man, I, I, I really, and, and that was never my, my sole intention was to really have to do the work the whole, you know, being owner operated the whole time. It was eventually to where I wanted to be like, okay, you know, I can get a few employees and, and, you know, get them to do it. And then I kind of just manage the stuff. That was, that was kind of my more, my, goal, my intention, yeah. my goal for it. And, uh, it was, and then after a little bit, my mindset kind of flipped, like, you know, like I was like, you know, like this isn't like, I think I could definitely do that if I keep, you know, keep growing and being consistent with it. But I was just like, you know, I just, the, the, the Florida area for me and it's just, it just wasn't for me. That lifestyle wasn't for me. You know, the work, I really loved having that business. The work was great. I mean, honestly, if I could do the same thing here in Michigan, I mean, it would be like the perfect job. I mean, I could set my own schedule a little bit, make pretty good money, work you know, as 
three days a week. I can work five days a week, whatever, you know. I can add on more pools each day of the week to, you know, make more money, but I don't have to work any more days. It was, there was a lot of a huge benefits to it. I just was like, the Florida lifestyle isn't for me. Like, I, I'm just not big into the beach scene. I'm like, I, I'd love to go hunting and I love, you know, the outdoors, camping and stuff like that. And I thought going down there, one of the main things I thought when I'd moved down there, I was like, oh, I'll be able to adapt. I'll be able to go hunting. I'll be able to go, you know, I'm really going to get back into fishing. It just, for me, I don't know what it was. I just am kind of in, I have my hobbies and that's what I like. I wasn't like against doing it, but if you're working outside, you know, all day long in the sun, you don't want to have to go sit out in a deer, a deer stand in the Everglades for freaking, you know, when it's 80 degrees outside with mosquitoes and stuff. It's just totally different here, you know, the climate and everything that for me down there, it just wasn't like, you know, like this is awesome. I'm really happy with the area. It's a great area to live in if you'd like that lifestyle. But for me, it was just, it just wasn't it. And that was kind of where, you know, I changed my mindset from, okay, you know, I really want to grow this to, okay, maybe I can consider, you know, selling it or look at my options from that. And then once I kind of looked at my options, there's like, you can go, you know, you could sell it through a private seller. You can go through a brokerage. There was a lot of different, you know, a few different routes where I was like, I'm not really sure which way is the best way. So I reached out to a brokerage, basically tried to get it sold on there. Wasn't really getting anywhere. Reached out to a couple other people after the, you know, after the, uh, 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 the brokerage wasn't really getting me anywhere. And then that's kind of how I found the, the, um, the new buyer and everything. But it was just like my mindset, you know, kind of went from I really, really like am ready to hit this hard to, you know, this is, you know, I'm, I'm not sure I'm liking it as much as, as I thought it would down here in the area. The business is good, but the area is just not for me to like, OK, I want to figure out how to get back to Michigan or at least, you know, get this thing sold to where I can go somewhere else. And then, you know, trying to, you know, I had to wait, you know, probably six months or so to find the right buyer. Then after that, it was like, you know, basically just being consistent with it, making sure the clients didn't drop so that way I could, you know, still sell the business and, 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 and do it that way. And then just at the very end, you know, just kind of trying to transition out and making a smooth transition to where I could, you know, be able to, to walk away from it, essentially. I think just for the viewers, like this is a prime example of th- this isn't a failure. That's that I want to put that like straight because you you grew the company yep. and you were doing well and you could have kept going. But I think this is a prime example of you finding yourself and finding what's going to make you fulfilled in life. And if you like, if, if okay, I know like the entrepreneur mindset, like it's the grind mindset. You know, you have to work as hard as you possibly can to make whatever you have successful and the most successful as possible. But if you don't have that fulfillment in what you're doing and the life that you're living, you're never going to be able to get to that point right. because your 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 mind you're gonna you're gonna end up in depression instead of being happy, you right. know. And happiness is you know temporary, but finding that fulfillment that that continues your happiness. Right. So I think that's where I find this a prime example of where you were shifting in. You know, you learned a lot about yourself. You learned a lot of great traits and, and attributes. You know, the communication those other behind the scenes skills and how to run a business. And now it's like, I guess, what are your, what's your thought process now after yes. Okay. You grew the business, you were able to sell the business. And then now where are you at? Because I mean, you know, you're back in Michigan and you probably feel a little bit better because you, you now know it's, it, it, it wasn't, 
Okay, yeah, it was it was a burden. It was on your shoulders. Like you were down there, and you weren't living the life that you wanted yep. to live. So now you can pursue what you want to live. So I mean, but also like it might be kind of another clean slate situation. Right. So I guess I know that was kind of a few questions in yeah. in one. But one thing I will say with that is like the vision for me. Like I envisioned one thing going out of Florida. Like last year, this time period, I had a completely different picture of what I'm thinking of right now. Like it's just. I had one thing in mind. I went down there, experienced it firsthand. I do not regret it one bit. Like, I think I took – there's so many takeaways I have. Like, it was truly invaluable experience. I have a ton of takeaways, like I said. Like, just the communication, the organization, the habit forming. There is, like, countless things that I could say about going down there. And it was the art of self-reliance. I mean, there's just a lot of things that that I picked up on. And it was more so – I just thought of one thing, I had one thing in mind, and I just, just not how it, it really panned out. So I'd really like to, you know, keep doing stuff like this in the future just to kind of, you know, learn myself and pick up all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. pretty much. No, I mean, and that's, so now that you're back, like, I guess just for the viewers, because this, this is going to happen. I mean, what we always say, like, it's never a good thing to, to quit, but it, change is good. Right. So I wouldn't say that you quit because you, you basically bought a business, you grew it and you sold out for a profit. Yep. That is a, a success in yep. my mind. Yep. But now it's keeping that in your head. Like this is a change and change is good. Yep. Now it's like getting back into well, what you want. One thing do. I will say is it kind of like definitely solidified. Like you can, like you can do this, you know, like I was so like not self doubting me, like myself and my abilities to be able to make the business successful down there. But it was just like after, you know, doing it for a year, it's like, okay, you kind of have a lot more confidence with it. Like if I wanted to go move to, you know, with, or anywhere, I mean, if I want to move to Colorado and buy a business there, it's like, okay, at least I have some firsthand experience. I can, you know, like have the confidence in myself and my abilities to be able to make it work and get through different, you know, the, the struggles and the changes and, and just all that kind of stuff is I, I, I have the capabilities and I have the confidence to be able to go out and do that. It wasn't like... Oh my gosh, like I, you know, I hate, I hate it down there. You know, it was a big failure. Now I don't have any confidence in, in running a business. It was the complete opposite. I had a ton of takeaways, um, you know, and, and it just really solidified. Okay, Jackson, you know, if you really want to do this, you, you have, you're more than capable to, to do it in another opportunity as well. I was going to say, that's the, the great thing about business is that, especially when you're a young business owner or you're a new business owner, oftentimes the experiences that you gain are way more valuable than any of the money that you gain or any of the success that you gain. And especially in your position, the fact that you went down to Florida and you actually did it, you, you set out for your goals, you bought the pool business, and you got all of those valuable experiences with communication, schedule management, everything that goes into running a, a business like that. Even though you didn't stick with that business, you gained so many experiences and so much knowledge from it. It's just going to continue helping you succeed further in life. And um, like you mentioned, if you move out to Colorado or if you move out somewhere with a ton of woods and great hunting opportunities, you always have that knowledge at your disposal where if you want to buy a small business or if you want to start your own hunting business or anything like that, it's going to be so much easier because of those experiences that you gain. So I think that's basically the most powerful thing that you it's, can do especially like, as a young it's, adult. it's basically invaluable i mean like you know like you can take as many you know i've taken some business classes and stuff like that in school but you really like you really do learn a lot like when you're actually forced to do it 
like day, like just grinding, like day by day, all the like little operations that you think, oh, you know what? They all add up, and you you know you learn a lot from it. You like I truly have learned so much more, like so much about myself even in the last year than I probably have in the last four years. Just just because I got to really like you know learn more about myself and what I like, what my what, what I want my future to look like, you know what my what my new goals are going to be, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was basically like kind of invaluable information or invaluable, you know, to myself and, and, and really like, I, I don't regret doing it one bit. It comes down to that experience that you, you, you don't really understand like how much time you put in, how much effort and how much experience yep. that you gained until you look back, you right. know, and it, it is good. It's good to look back, um, and do that, especially now. Cause it's, it's the philosophy that you're not starting at zero. You're starting from experience. Right. Um, and I think, one thing that I did want to mention before we wrap up is a lot of times, and I don't know, like people, people that listen to this, this isn't something that you should take from and be like, you know, I I don't even know if I should start now because I might change my mind. I think this is a perfect example to say that you should start because then it's going to show you so many more things about yourself, about all the experiences that you learned and all the attributes that you gained and that's why you should start because that's what you can gain. And if you don't do anything at all, and if you, you know, come out from either hearing something like this or hearing something from a, another person that that pivoted and switched their mindset, then you're not going to learn or gain anything else in life. Yep. It, it's all about starting. Yep. And I mean, you you pl- you jumped into that pool. Yeah. You dove yeah. in. Yeah. So it's and yeah, that's I, that's I think the best way to do it. Yeah, I mean, like, realistically, I mean, I could have been doing, you know, working at the restaurant, just doing the same thing I was doing last year, and I would have literally learned none of the lessons or picked up any of the things. I, I mean, it, that's the scary part to me is if it's, it's, it's actually scary that I, you know, if I wouldn't have done it. Like, it was scary in the moment to actually do it, but after, you know, looking back on it in the last year, I'm like, I'd have been, it, it's pretty scary to me that I, if I wouldn't have found this, I'd have been staying in the same spot doing the same thing. I wouldn't have picked up, you know, new, any new good beneficial habits or, you know, just, or any of the knowledge I've picked up, learned. Mm -hmm. It's scary to me. I couldn't have done that if I would have just done the same environment, not got out of my comfort zone. Whereas down there, it was like, you know, you better figure it out. And I was able to figure it out and learn a lot more that way. So exactly. And it's one of those, it's one of those philosophies too, that Rob brings up all the time you're going to regret the things that you don't do a lot more yeah, than right. the things that you do. Right. Um, and it sounds like you're not, you don't regret anything no, I, that, yeah. because that's normally what happens. Like right. it's terrifying jumping into something like this or jumping into any business or big decision in your life, you know, going into a job that you don't know a whole lot about, but your willingness to learn is going to help you prevail. But it's having that willingness to jump in. And um, yeah, I mean, just continue to remind yourself that, you will regret it a lot more if you don't jump into whatever you are contemplating. So I don't know if you have anything more to add, Rob, to that, or if you have anything more to add. I just really, yeah. really thankful to be able to be able to go down there for the last year and you know make it you know make it make it more successful and and build it up a little bit and be able to you know bring home the confidence that I can I'm able to make this work. 
Exactly. And it's, it's truly inspiring. And like Austin said, that was going to be my last thing to mention is just go for it in life. If you have something you want to do, you're going to regret it a lot more if you didn't do it than if you if you do do it. And uh, I think that's the same philosophy we have with gas money. And I couldn't even imagine right now if I was going into my career and um, doing actuarial science like I plan on doing my whole entire life and knowing that I gave up an opportunity that could have exploded and gotten huge. And I've learned so many experiences through gas money so far. And you've done the same with the pool business. And it's going to continually um, continually help you as you continue to grow in your life. So um, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast. It's it's awesome we got you on a second time. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, of course. And to all the viewers out there, as we always say at the end of our podcast, go, go get, get that, that gas, gas money. money. <laughs>